Have you dreamed about opening a boutique since childhood? Maybe you have a store, but now you're ready to expand. Well, guess what? You're in exactly the place where you're meant to be. Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique podcast, hosted by Emily Benson, retail boutique consultant, best-selling author, and a motivational speaker. In this podcast, you'll learn how to manage your boutique better, have balance in your life, and learn from experts who care. So whether you've been in the business for decades or you're just getting started, it's important to get help from someone who's been there and someone who's going to coach you along the way. So head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more today. And now, here's Emily. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm Emily Benson, your host and best friend on this journey through boutique land. This week's episode is pretty cool and actually got me thinking about a lot of other stuff after we finished recording it, but it's all about how to market as an introvert. Clearly, I'm not an introvert. <laughs> I'm extremely extroverted. I love kind of going to new places, seeing new people. I love getting out of my comfort zone. I love being on camera. I love talking a lot. I was just literally born this way. However, I have a lot of you guys who are in boutique land who are introverts. And sometimes it's like actually a little bit hard for me to like translate how I teach for someone who might be a little bit more introverted in terms of marketing. And so I'm excited because my friend Christine McAllister, who has been on the podcast a couple times before, she's author of The Income Replacement Formula. She is a classic introvert. And so I've invited her on to sort of talk about that because it's just, I don't know a lot about it. I'm So I'm excited to have her on. Uh, and, you know, here's the thing. I think no matter what, if you're a, an introvert or an extrovert, you can be successful in business, 100%. I don't think that has to define you because as I always say, everyone's different. You're going to attract different customers based on who you are. Your ideal customer is going to be different. And it's really just about being comfortable in your own skin and marketing in a way that feels good, presenting products in a way that feels natural. And to me, you know, it starts from day one. Really, if you can get started off on the right foot, you, not that you're guaranteed success, but you definitely have a better chance to beat that 80% of boutiques fail in the first two years statistic that I always talk about that I'm trying to change through what I teach and what I train. And so I want to let you know, if you're listening to this live on Wednesday, March 13th, the doors are open right now for Boutique Basics Bootcamp, which is my beginner level retail training course. I think pretty much everyone should take this course because it teaches you all the fundamentals you need to get kicked off in the best way in your boutique. I always say that it's great for anyone who is thinking about starting their boutique or has been in business for anywhere up to a year and just doesn't have consistent sales. Maybe you've hit $2,000 a month, $1,000 a month, $3,000 a month, but it's really inconsistent or you're like way below that. The thing is, is that the reason you're below that and the reason you're not growing you're kind of like feeling like you're stalling out and not hitting the numbers and the reach that you want to be 
is potentially something is off in your business. So either your product assortment is off, your margins are off, your ideal customers off, or the way that your marketing is off. And, and, you know, we'll talk about some of that in this podcast, but I also think that there are proven ways that things can just be kind of fundamentally not correct in your business according to how the retail industry is supposed to run. And so in Boutique Basics Bootcamp, I really walk you through the exact steps on how to figure out who your ideal customer is. I walk you through the exact steps on how to build a product assortment that sells and price it right and price it where it makes sense, not all over the place. I teach you how to market that feels good. I show you how to launch. And listen, if you've already launched, there's no reason that you can't relaunch or learn my launch strategies to be kind of mini launching all the time. And so I want to make sure that you understand that this round of Boutique Basics Bootcamp is different because it's actually live with me. So you get three group coaching calls, you get office hours with me every week inside our private Facebook group. And I don't normally do this in the spring. I usually only do it in the fall, but there's a lot of new people that have joined that are listening and there's a lot of new people in in just my world. And so I wanted to make sure that you have the best chance to start because I know that when I'm involved in a course, people have a better chance for success. They're more accountable, they get the answers they need, and really I'm able to help propel their energy just a little bit faster. I don't want to be cocky, but a lot faster, I'll go there, than normally if they were trying to do it on their own or trying to take the course on their own. So the doors are open until Friday, March 15th, just a couple days left to sign up. And we do have payment plans available, so it's easy to pay. It's my lowest price course, and it's actually the lowest price to be able to get on the phone and talk with me that I ever offer. So that is available now at BoutiqueBasicsBootCamp.com. I also want to let you know if you have taken the live course or the self-study course in the past, please check your email, check your junk box because we sent you a special offer to come and join me live again and get accountable and do the work and show up in a new way for the next six weeks. So make sure you check your junk box. A lot of times my email will go in that box or in the promotions folder on Gmail. So make sure you check that because I'd love to welcome you back. You can get on the calls, you can join the office hours, join the Facebook group, and really get reignited in your business. So Boutique Basics Bootcamp, it's open now live until March 15th. The doors close at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard on the 15th. If you don't sign up now for the live course, we will offer it again, but not until October of 2019. So about six months from now, we will offer it again. Um, but honestly, it's just such a juicy course. It's We've had 350 people go through it. I'll just say that. And we've never had a complaint. We've, I've only had glowing reviews of this course. So I know how powerful it is. I know how great it is. And actually, what I've been realizing is that so many people that have gone through it actually end up going through Six Figure Blueprint also and then still have their stores. So I have people that took this course when I first launched November 2017. And right now it's March of 2019. They're still in business. They've got consistent sales are still rocking out and I'm just I'm it's so exciting to know that my, my courses were part of that journey right so cool so boutique basics boot camp I hope to see you in there spend six weeks with me 
get in the doors. It, you will not regret it. That's all I have to say. Now, let's jump in to this week's episode with Christine McAllister. Hi, Christine. Welcome to, back again for time number three to the Booster Podcast. <laughs> I am so honored. Thank you for having me back again. Oh, yeah, you just have so many good things to talk about. And I feel like when I bring you on, people love what you have to talk about because you're, you're a business coach. So you're seeing all different types of businesses all the time. And I think it's unique because you're an introvert. And naturally, I'm an extrovert. So we see things totally differently. And that's why I wanted to have you on to talk about how to market as, a, as an introvert. Because it's different. Totally is. And I love that. And you're such a beautiful, bright, shiny star of an extrovert. And I think that it's easy to want to go, but I'm not like that. So I can't be as successful as Emily. And you and I are here to challenge that. Yeah, totally. Like You are very successful as a business coach. You've had multiple businesses now as an entrepreneur and you are able to use your introversion as a strength rather than a downside. So first of all, I just want to clarify, let's talk about what being an introvert means, because I don't think Maybe some people don't even know that they're an introvert. So let's define it. Yes, yes. So there's a lot of confusion because let's be honest, our culture and most cultures are uh, biased towards extroverts. And that's what gets valued a lot of times. That's what gets promoted. That's what uh, is defined as a definition of success, whether at a party or in a business, in a leadership role. And so I think it's really important to understand that being an introvert is not a weakness or it's not something to be ashamed of or to have as an excuse like, well, oh yeah, I, I can't do that. I'm an introvert or like, mm, she's an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> because I've heard those things before. Oh and gosh, really? Yes. Oh, like, wow. That's so interesting. So people just don't even know how to like deal with you kind of. Yes. Yes. Because it's not the traditional mold of the life of the party, Pied Piper, charismatic leader like you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love a party. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> is just drawn to you love a party. You love like meeting new people. My favorite kind of party is where I know everyone in the room. Then I am the life of the party. <laughs> That's a great way to describe it because you're comfortable. You don't have to connect with new people. You're like, I know everyone here. I'm cool. And now I can relax and be myself because I know I'm safe. Is that what it is? Or I know I can relax. Yeah. So for an introvert, the basic definition of an introvert is someone who gets energy gets energized by being alone. Mm. So it doesn't mean that you have to be super shy, although you could be. Okay. It doesn't mean that you have to be super quiet or withdrawn, although you could be. 
it's important to note the distinction between being even having social anxiety is different than being an introvert although you could be both have be or have both traits got it got so it yeah if you get your energy from being alone uh and you still love talking to some people like me um you could be an introvert it's just that you go get your energy from you and you recharge, recharge after you've been with people after you've connected with people yeah that's the main place you find yourself getting restored as opposed yeah. to the opposite an extrovert gets their energy from being with and around people yeah that's how i am i mean i love being around people even greg is an extrovert which i think is kind of new he's he's sort of exploring but i can tell when he hasn't had people time like when he hasn't been to the coffee shop and hung out with people and he loves to chat with people when he goes to work at coffee shops for me i am a little bit different extrovert where i like to be at parties or i like to do facebook lives or i like to you know do podcast interviews like this for me is fun because i get to connect with people and for him his is a little bit more lively <laughs> extroversion <laughs> but it's different because i feel like for you 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 can totally do facebook lives so like part of it for me is understanding i think it's a little bit different and kind of similar for extroverts and introverts to manage energy protect their energy because really as we know our energy is our currency it's what makes us money as an entrepreneur so as an introvert how do you really protect your energy or, or manage it let's say that like you're not you're not at parties every day you're not doing coffee dates every day for sure <laughs> for sure yeah a lot of it comes down to knowing what how many calls or interviews or live streams i'm going to be available for in a given day or week mm. and this is so i mean being an entrepreneur is a learning process right so i think a lot of times we feel really comfortable we feel more comfortable especially in the beginning of our business when we try to put ourselves into a strict schedule so mm -hmm. i was talking to a client earlier this week about creating content for her business and she was asking me well how do i do this this is the first time i'm doing this putting myself out there and I said, well, one way that you could look at this, she's also an introvert, was to, is to create like a structure of going, okay, I'm going to have like themed weeks. And within those themed weeks, I'm going to have different categories of the way that I talk about these themes and these, these ideas. And she was like, oh, that feels too restrictive, right? I want to follow my intuition. I want to, sometimes I want to post when I'm creative. Sometimes I might want to batch, but it's, it's knowing like, where is that? safety for you. So for me, if I look at my calendar and it's back to back calls, I'm like, I'm already tired. I'm already tired. <laughs> Just looking at your calendar. <laughs> exactly. And I have a family. I have a husband and I have a two year old. And so I know that I will be staring at the wall by the end of the day and totally zoned out if that is my experience during my workday. On the other hand, I know that I love doing things like writing or connecting with people, you know, via email or pitching someone or whatever. And so I build those things into a significant portion of my workday 
because I know those things energize me. And I've given myself permission to build this business in a way that's the most fun possible. And for me, that means a lot of alone time that I build into my schedule. Yeah. I love that you mentioned email too. That's something I didn't think of because I think our first thought is always social media. How do we deal with that as, as it feels good for us, but even communicating with people via email, I think for boutique owners is actually could be a huge strength reaching out to people who've purchased multiple times and saying, hi, how are you loving your purchases and really connecting on a deeper level where that might in one sense feel, oh, wow, that's really, I'm not getting a lot done at once, but really you're nurturing that introverted side by connecting sort of over email with one, one or, or five people, you know, like one a person at a time, I guess is what it is. Exactly. I mean, listen, there's a time and a place for email lists you and I both have them. Yeah. But I think it's like recognizing that the, the point of an email list is to reach more people than you could one-on-one yep. at one time. Yep. Not, not something, not the end-all be-all pot of gold that so many people talk about. It's simply a tool yeah. to reach more people. And so as an introvert, I mean, I have an email list, but I still do a lot of personal outreach because I know that what matters way more. If you're a boutique owner and you're looking to sell or resell or build a stronger relationship with your best customer, I can remember once, maybe twice, getting a personalized email, letting me know about a sale from a boutique. And I mean, it was probably two years ago and I still remember it because it stood out so much. Oh, you bought this. We're having a sale on something similar. Do you want to come in? That means the world. And it took them two minutes. Yeah. And so like, it's such an opportunity to engender loyalty and to stand out. And it costs you nothing except a couple minutes of your time. And frankly, like, listen to your, who your favorite customers are. Like, listen to yourself. Who would I love to have come in and buy more from me? Right. If you're an introvert, you're probably really good at selling one-on-one. So why not remind them how much you enjoy them, that you saw this item and you thought of them mm. and invite them back, right? It's, it's, it's relationship. That's all it is at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, I even was in Nordstrom the other day and speaking to a sales associate and he said, oh yeah, we had a Gucci belt come in it never hit the floor because I texted one of my best customers and she bought it and she's going to come pick it up. And I was like, look at that. An army of like people who are reaching out and a company like Nordstrom. That is incredible that they have empowered their associates yeah. to be able to do that. You know? So even if it isn't you, maybe that's something also you set employees up with and say, here's our VIP list. I want you to know, or a manager. I, I was even thinking um, it could be kind of cool when you were saying have someone come in and shop more and like personal shop. You could even do that over like Skype or FaceTime or, you know, if you're an online boutique, why not try to do that one-on-one with someone who you love and who you know, because we know in Shopify, you can see your best customers. So why not reach out to them and say, Hey, want to do a personalized tour of the new stuff this week? I'll give you, you know, I'll pick some things out for you. 
Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. Like I'm getting so excited hearing you say that. I'm like, I want that. And who wouldn't, right? I don't go out to stores a lot because of my life and because mm -hmm. I'm an introvert, but I still want to look cute and I want to, you know, I want to have the experience. Yeah. I want to have the experience of someone curating stuff for me. So I don't have to go into a big store where I'm going to get overwhelmed as an introvert with, with too many choices, with too much um, possibility. Yeah. I love boutiques for that exact reason. There's less choice. I can go in, I can see stuff, it's spread out, whatever, but online boutique or I can online shop. Come on, sign me up. Oh my God. Which is so funny because I would be as an extrovert, so uncomfortable with that. I want to go to a big store. I want to, <laughs> own. I want to like swim in the shoes by myself. I want to like, I'm totally the opposite where if someone reached out, I'd be like, no, leave me alone. I actually had an experience in Sephora the other day, five people in the course of literally four minutes of me walking in the store, like, hi, can I help you? Hi. And I, I, the last person I wanted to be like, leave me alone. Like, leave me, I want to be alone in here. And I want to just swim in the skincare products. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't, I don't necessarily love the one. I like being in the energy of the store and I like wandering and being curious and that's my kind of party. Right. Mm -hmm. So it really, that's it's funny. That's yeah. really funny. But at the same time, I mean, for, for in person for brick and mortar, like if I have one person with me helping me, right. Mm -hmm. I mean, five would be a little overkill. On the other hand, if I walk in somewhere physically intending to buy something and no one greets me, I don't buy. Like it's a value of mine that I'm like, I want to be acknowledged. Yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. Um, but and I want, but if I want to, if I want some help, I want somebody that I like feel comfortable with. Yeah. To help me. So interesting. Wow. Yeah, I think part of that is like, yeah, attracting people like you too. You know, like I, I love the idea that you probably without even knowing it when you walk in that store are going to attract someone a sales associate if it's a bigger store maybe or if it's a smaller boutique honestly the person in there might be somewhat introverted you know because they are in their store alone a lot or at various times of the day and they probably enjoy that so for you you know i like the idea of you thinking okay as an introvert i'm going to attract those people who are like me and that's yes. good Yes. Yes. Almost all of my clients, almost all of them are introverts and not because that's my brand. No, you, I don't think you ever really talk about it. No. I mean, I geek out on personality assessments. So when I'm talking about that kind of thing, um, I, I share what I am, right? Yeah. Usually in includes introverted, but I, I think it often actually surprises people because I get so excited in situations like this. I'm what they call an expressive introvert. Oh. I get excited when I am um, talking about things I'm passionate about. I get excited when I'm featured as an expert because I love these topics, right? Mm -hmm. So you might not guess from listening to me talk that I'm an introvert, but here's the thing. That goes back to the very definition of it where like it doesn't have to mean you're quiet or shy got it right got it. yeah wow i think even for you i watch you sell because obviously we're friends in real life we're friends online we're, we're friends and i watch i've been watching you sell for what three years now mm -hmm. almost four years i think it's like 2015 right yeah Jeez. um 
I've been watching you sell for a long time. And I feel like you sell very differently than me. And I'm always like, you should do it my way. And you're like, I'm just going to do it my way. I'm like, <laughs> so how do you think that's different? I'm curious. I think you, number one, you're much more about the one-on-one -on -one connection. Yep. Like, I think you're like always sort of talking to people on their level. Like, what is it that you like? I don't know. I feel like you're, I love to talk to like a group. Whereas yep. it feels like the energy of how you communicate on social media, especially is much more like, Hey, you one person. Mm -hmm. Whereas I'm like, Hey y'all. Like it's a party. party. Yeah. So I feel like that's one of the biggest things I notice about the way, just even, I guess, like the language we use, right? Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. similar, but it's different. So I think that's the biggest thing, but I'm sure there's other ways that we're different. How do you, what do you focus on when you think about selling online? So I agree with you that it's so much fun for me to, to give individual examples to talk to individuals, even if I'm on a Facebook live or something like that. Yeah. And I have a bunch of people watching, right? Like I really want that, that ability to customize it to the people watching that ability to, you know, to respond to what they're, um, what they're struggling with. And in, when it comes to selling, yeah, I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one outreach. Um, I do a lot of listening to my intuition, kind of going inward and going, okay, who are the individual people I would really love to work with and like reach out to them and let them know that. Cause yeah. I think that's exciting. Um, <clears throat> frankly, like one of my favorite things to do is to be a guest on podcasts, which is why I've been here three times. Um, thank you, Emily. But like, here's the reason that that might surprise you. And I know it freaks a lot of introverts out, but honestly, it's a conversation with one person. There you go. If you can focus on that. Now, I don't have my own podcast. It's not something that I want to do. You don't want one. We've talked point. about it. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't. Um, but I love, love connecting with people one-on-one -on, -one on their shows and getting to have a real in-depth conversation. And out of that comes, has come a network because I've used my introverted strength to go, okay, I'm going to make friends with my favorite podcast hosts. I'm going to make friends with my favorite people who have interviewed me. Mm. And I treat them like a real person. And we can talk about the specifics of, you know, my process if you want, but like, I treat them like a real person and what that has resulted in so many new customers, so much exposure, so many sales, and really just from having a one-on-one -on -one relationship with these people who I like, yeah. like it's so simple yeah. and so few people do it that I've had podcast guests tell me like I've interviewed 250 people and I can count the number of people who do the things you do on one hand right? I've been like used in big talks that they've given as examples of how to do it right. Because you just, as an introvert, that's how you're thinking. You're thinking, how can I go deeper with the people that I like? How can I foster relationships with a few people and go really deep rather than, you know, a million people and have it be surface level? That's what we do. 
And so that's playing to your strength. That's the thing that I've really figured out and dialed in in my business. And you can too. Yeah. And you know what popped into my head when you said that too, is I even feel like there's local news like everywhere. There's local like morning shows kind of in lots of different markets. And I even feel like connecting with a producer or the sort of lifestyle person at that show and coming on the show and talking about your boutique, as much as it feels like, whoa, I'm really like, I'm on TV, so I'm reaching a lot of people. But I remember whenever I was interviewed, it was just me and the person. Like the, cam- the camera's there, but I don't see people. I, there was never a crowd. It wasn't like I was on stage. That's a great way actually for boutiques in a different sense, the podcasting idea transferred to even visual media, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, okay, if I have visual things to sell, maybe I need to get on some TV shows. Even though that might feel scary, honestly, it literally, I mean, I've been on a bunch of TV shows and it's me and the host, the person interviewing me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so easy. It feels like it would be a good other option for a boutique That's owner. Such a great point. Or somebody who has like a Facebook live show or a YouTube show, yeah. right? Yeah. If you're online, right? And you sell online, like it doesn't, you know, you're so right. Like visual media, of course. Hello, Christine. Like, no, ways to incorporate that. I mean, that said, I do think that boutique owners should go on podcasts, like a hundred percent. I think there's definitely no boutique owner has ever reached out to me to be on my podcast, which I find oh. so interesting. Right. And may, maybe that's me and my energy. And I'm like, cause I don't really interview. I don't really interview other boutique owners that often. Um, or really ever. I don't think, <laughs> um, <laughs> but but I'm sure there's, you know, I'm sure there's other style, you know, I know there's other styling podcasts or shopping, po- you know, things like that where I'm like, right. oh, why wouldn't you just try? Or something like there's a pod, there's a podcast slash YouTube show called Morning Toast. And it's like these two millennial girls and they're wildly popular. I'm like, why wouldn't you send them some clothes? Like, why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Them, oh right? Yeah. yeah. Become friends with them. Yeah. yeah. Like, especially if you have a, a, a purpose-driven or a mission-driven or a big why, right? Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, one of those businesses, a for-purpose business, you know, there's so many. Uh, a lot. We have a lot that give back to causes and who yes. support, you know, um, infertility centers or yes. they support homeless or women in other countries, developing countries, making yes. Good- a ton of that stuff in our community for sure for sure yeah and there's so that podcasts that are about that or that the host thinks that's important right exactly i mean what it is is it's like and and you and i both have this too like empowering others through entrepreneurship is like is our passion yeah. and and so for you it looks like helping boutique owners right for me it looks like helping high achievers and a lot of whom happen to be introverts, but like we can, there are so many topics that we can talk about that always tie back to our mission. And that's true for you too. Yeah. When you're selling items in your boutique, like you have a reason that you want to do it. Emily had a reason beyond the clothes and accessories when she was running her boutiques, right? Like, I mean, so I think it's like staying connected to that and going, people want to talk to me about that stuff. It's you as a person ultimately that they're buying from, right? And so letting people in and know, like, not only is she great at selecting 
her inventory, but as a person, she's someone I want to buy from. Yes. And we know that I had someone else talk about the Sharpie theory where it's like two people sell Sharpies. It's the same Sharpie, but who do you like better? That's who you're going to buy from. Yep. So that, that's at the end of the day, it's the person behind the clothes. And I think building that brand around you or your mission or your voice, things like that is really important. And I think that's sometimes where I, I think it was a little bit hard for me at first when I left my corporate job to find my voice as an entrepreneur. And I think that for introverts, it must be harder mm-hmm. because as an extrovert, it didn't take me that long, but I could imagine for introverts kind of now being in the box, kind of a box of being an employer, employee, sorry, an employee, and now becoming an entrepreneur, that has to be a tough shift. Yeah. Yeah. That visibility piece is usually the hardest thing for entrepreneurs and so for introvert entrepreneurs. So what I would say is like, first, the mindset piece of like, it's allowed to be easy and it's allowed to be fun. It might be uncomfortable first, simply because you haven't done it before. Yeah. It doesn't make it wrong. But ask yourself, am I, I mean, you're a creative person. You're running boutique. Of course. Of course. We know, I think everyone that listens is creative in their, in their way. Yeah. In their way. Right. So how does that show up? Right. Are you, are you, you're obviously visual, but are you great with words too? Right. Or great with uh, graphic design. Do you love playing in Canva? Do you geek out there? Um, do you take great pictures? Is that just something you're always playing with filters and whatever and all the stuff that I don't know about because that's not my thing, but I have clients who are like so amazing at putting stuff together on, on Instagram. That's all they would do all day, every day, you know, and some of them it is. Yeah. Um, do you, are you great at um, designing a layout, right? Um, are you great at... <laughs> Are you the kind of person who a client will come in and then tell, tell you their life story, right? Yeah. Are, you that, are you that person who's open to that and like, uh, you know, attracts that level of comfort with people? Where are you already just like really comfortable being quote unquote visible in real life or online? Yeah. You know, are you like a long blog writer? Are you this? Are you that? Look at what you're already doing. Yeah. Because that that strength has already been showing up, right? Or where were you really strong in school? You know, I was such a writer always. Like, and so one of the one of the things that I did, you know, for my visibility was write a book. Guess how many people it takes to write a draft of a book? One, me, right? <laughs> and yeah. And, you know, a lot of my, my content that I put out is articles and, and posts that have a lot of words, right? But that's what I like to consume as well. Doesn't mean that I don't do other things, but how do you like to consume content from influencers and how do you like to create any one of those things? Any one of those things is that you choose to get consistent with is enough 
to get you not only to six figures, but multiple six figures in revenue. I believe. Yeah. Most of us do not give ourselves permission to stay consistent with one thing before doing like 50 others. And hey, I'm raising my hand here. But if you want to be super strategic, what do I love to do? What do I love to do? How would I love to show up online? Give yourself that permission to go in on that strategy and just get consistent with it. Like every day consistent. Is- every day, 90 days minimum before you, before you judge any results. None of this, like, I put one post out there and it didn't work. I'm doomed. Like, no. Which we hear a lot. And that's why Christine's saying it. We both hear it a lot. Oh, we posted for a week. I don't care. Post for six months and then tell me it's not working. You know, it's... Yep. It takes time for the internet. I always say the web crawlers have to like get to your page and find it before anything hits. Yep. And to sell, you got to be sold on yourself first, right? That's true. Mm -hmm. If you're an introvert or an extrovert, you have to be sold on why your stuff is the best and why people should buy from you. And a lot of times as new or struggling entrepreneurs, we we deal with a lot of self-doubt, right? Because we're going against the grain. We're doing something different and there is never a shortage of people if you look for them or even if you're not looking for them who will tell you that you're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I started the fashion truck in 2011 and there were people that I would be like, yeah, it's like a food truck, but with fashion. And there were people that were like, is that going to (laughs) work? I mean, I had people, I remember this old man came into my brick and mortar and he literally looked at me and he goes, so is this working for you? And I was like, well, I'm having a great time. So yeah, (laughs) like get away, get out of my store. (laughs) Right. Like you're so my target. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you came in to question my business. Right. Who are you? Old man. Literally. I didn't even know who he was. I was like, did you just fall off the street to come in and be a mean to me? Like, yeah. are you having a bad day and you needed to take it out on somebody? Literally. I'm like, old man, leave me alone. Yeah. I think, you know, I think what you say about finding what feels best and after you found yourself and what you're committed to is so true. And I think, you know, the one thing I'm like, oh, thinking about during this time is like, okay, how can people find out if they're an introvert? Because I think probably people have been listening to this being like, whoa, that really sounds like me. Or, whoa, that doesn't sound at all like me. What, like, where can we send people to figure out what is their personality type? Because I think there's a lot of different tests out there, but let's talk about the ones that we've been chit-chatting about. Because there's yeah. one we, we both are sold on and that we love, and then there's a few others that are, are good too. Yeah, so I think the big one and the one that I would recommend anyone start with if you're not sure, um, and specifically the one that calls out being an introvert or an extrovert is the Myers-Briggs or the MBTI. And you can take a free version of it at 16personalities.com. We'll add that in the show notes. One six, yeah, personalities.com. And and so it's a a very well-researched assessment, self-reported assessment on um, uh, looking at four different facets of personality and coming... uh, coming out with a sort of a four letter code 
on the other side, the first letter of which identifies if you're an introvert or an extrovert. And so that's where I would recommend that you start. Obviously, there are, I was certified in this when I was in my uh, nine to five as a career counselor. So there are a ton of nuances to it. But the biggest tip that I can give you is to take the assessment, read the result mm. and the description, see if you feel like, oh my gosh, they're in my head. How did they know? That's how I think. That's how I behave. If you feel that way when you read the description, that's how you know you've got a correct, accurate assessment. Yeah. I love the Myers-Briggs. It's helped me just really understand why I do the things I do. Yes. And it also, to be honest with you, it's helped me understand how to best relax, which is something mm -hmm. I'm not naturally very um, good at, which again is because of my personality type. But it's given me things where I can, I know what to do to relax, let's say that. I know I need to knit or color or, and, and those seem like the silliest things, but they keep my brain still somewhat occupied, but they allow me to just chill out. So I love that. Yeah, I've been knitting. It's so weird, but, and it's also a struggle because I'm like self-teaching myself on YouTube. And I'm, I, you know, I'm not that good at it, which for me is if there's things that I'm not good at at first, I do tend to be like, ugh. I don't want to do it, you know, but I'm like, no, I'm like, just keep trying. You're not that bad at it. <laughs> like, just keep trying. You'll get better. You'll get better. I've been knitting a lot this week. Just That's awesome. What are you knitting? Just knitting to knit? Just knitting. Whatever comes out, I'm trying not to, you know, this is again, it's, it's for me, I get sometimes caught up in how things have to be done. Mm -hmm. And what, what is the outcome? Knitting, yep. I'm like, there's no outcome. It is what it is. I even stopped a project in the middle of it. Cause I was like, I don't like, this is frustrating me. I'm going to quit. I'm going to start a new thing. Mm -hmm. And I had to go back to square one and rewatch the video about how to stitch on or something, whatever it's called <laughs> first row, you know? And, um, and it was very humbling because, you know, I, I want to keep my brain busy. I want to keep learning, but I don't, I don't necessarily need everything to be a business. And like, yes. that's, that's a lot of times people are like, I'm going to turn my hobby into a business. Yep. And I've learned that like, sometimes that works. And a lot of times it can just be a hobby and that's cool. Yep. Yep. And, so, and that, and then you know the purpose of what, of why you're doing it, right? Yeah. Like, you know, that the intention behind this hobby is in order to help you to relax, which yeah. you need. Yeah. And of course, in order to feed your business, in order to grow it, in order to do all the things that you want to do, right? And I think yeah. that's so beautiful that, you know, no, learning more about yourself, right? Dan Miller says that 85% of the work of becoming like who you are really created to be of like running the business or having the career that you want to, 85% of it is internal. And I think we get it wrong. I think we immediately go, oh, I've got to go have this strategy. I got to have this storefront. I got to have this, 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 this. But you and I both know that it starts with mindset. And so much of mindset is just knowing yourself and giving yourself the permission to make that a business building task 
rather than going, oh, I'll, I'll get to that if I get to that. No, confidence building, learning the way that you sell best, learning about your personality preferences, and lining up your business to that. That's the beautiful, most empowering thing about living how and where we live today because we have so many options that for some of us, it completely overwhelms us. But if you look at it as that means I get to build my business doing exactly what I like and trashing all the stuff that some experts say that I need to do, but that isn't true for me and my personality, that's when you build a business that's not only successful, but that doesn't burn you out and it stays sustainably successful. God, engineering a business to who you are rather than looking outside at what everyone else is doing and trying to engineer it to that. Yes. It's literally that simple. Yes. Engineer it to yourself, your strengths. I mean, geez. And you talk a lot about this in your book, The Income Replacement Formula. You talk about finding your voice. You talk about not comparing yourself to others. You talk, like you dig deeper into a lot of this stuff because it is so key to leaving your nine to five and, and going full time with your business. Where can people find you if they haven't already listened to you before and found you yet? Because I do <laughs> listeners all the time. Where can we find you? Yeah. So my book, which is a wonderful compliment to Emily's book, yeah. by the way. Number one bestseller on Amazon. Yes. They yeah, often get purchased together and there's a do. reason for that. So, yeah, so fun. Um, it's called the Income Replacement Formula, Seven Simple Steps to Doing What You Love and Making Six Figures from Anywhere. And you can get a free chapter of it and learn the seven simple steps and determine where you are in the process by going to lifewithpassion.com slash free chapter. You can also connect with me in my Facebook group, the Passionate and Profitable Entrepreneur Society. And on Instagram at LifeWPassion. I love it. So leave us with your one. If we were going to take one thing away from what Christine's wisdom has brought us today. What is that one thing? Figure out your strengths and play to those. There is nothing more important that you can do to ensure the success of your profitable boutique than that. Boom. <laughs> yes. Thank you. My, uh, my friend, thank you so much for being here. This so much good, juicy stuff. I feel like we're just digging deeper and deeper into helping women and men who are listening grow awesome businesses. Yes. Thanks for having me. I love this conversation. Thanks to all of you for listening. Did you love this episode as much as I did? Head over to iTunes and rate and review the Boost Your Boutique podcast so more amazing and creative boutique owners like you can find out about it. And don't forget, head over to boostyourboutique.com to learn more.